welcome to Ghost Emoji. <laughs> I'm hungry and I'm weak. I just ate a sandwich, so I feel great. Ugh, man. I don't want it to reflect badly on this week's topic, because I'm really, really excited about it. I don't need physical sustenance. I only need paranormal sustenance to get me going. I don't know how that's going to work out for you, but... I'll just make myself a quick ghost sandwich. Although this one's not really about ghosts. It's about holes. Holes. Yuck. It's a hard word to enunciate. Jordan called me earlier, my sister, and was like, what are y'all doing today? And I was like, Mel's holes. And she's like, what? Mel's holes. Is it multiple holes or is it just one hole? We will come to find out that he has investigated multiple holes. There's the one, the main hole, which, wouldn't you believe it, at one point was also called Devil's Hole. Shocker. There's like three other Devil's Holes, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, it's Mel's Holes. Devil's got 20,000 buttholes everywhere. Ew, maybe they're like his pores. We're all just on the Satan's face, and it's all pores. On his nose. We're in the crack of his nose where all the pores are. Yuck. The ones you can't exfoliate very well. I know I brought this up, but I'm having a hard time with it, and I want to abandon it. (laughs) You took it there. I know. But yeah, no, today we're going to be talking about a dude named Mel Waters and his famous holes. His holes first came on the scene February 21st, 1997. This one, I wasn't sure if he, if they asked him to, like, be a guest interview person or if it was, like, a call-in type show. Um, But he called in uh, Mel Waters from Ellensburg in Washington State called uh, Coast to Coast with Art Bell, which was like a like a late night radio talk show. And most of the stuff that they would talk about would be like alien stuff, conspiracy theories, just like kind of like a paranormal pet project sort of thing. Walter said that he was the owner of an unusual piece of property located near Manastash, Ridge in Washington and that the land itself was like not anything crazy but on an isolated portion of property was this hole that he said had strange and arcane attributes. It wasn't like anything really like to look at. It didn't look weird from the outside. Um, They said it was about nine feet in diameter and about the first 15 feet down or so it was lined with um, hand-laid bricks, and people would just use it to, like, dump stuff, I guess, which I would be annoyed if it was on my property, but in part of the interview, he was like, well, you know, it was kind of nice, because then, you know, anytime you had to get rid of, like, an old fridge or, you know, trash, it wasn't the best way to get rid of it, but you could just kind of, you know, just dump it. I always kind of take for granted that we live, like, in the main, like, a main part of a integrated city, but... Like, when we were visiting my aunt's property, I don't know, I feel like they were, like, always burning trash because they were like, the trash doesn't come out here. Waste management doesn't come out here unless you, like, schedule a pickup. Oh, God. I know. So, just take it for granted. Makes sense why so many people are into composting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good for you and or good for the earth, but, you yeah, know. But what also. about the stuff you can't compost? Yeah. some You can't compost plastic. <laughs> no. You can't do that. Oh, plastic. Plastic's evil. Did you just burp? Yep. (laughs) Stop burping and tell me the weird things about the hole. Weird things about the hole in Washington. Bullet point one. (laughs) 
Local residents would toss garbage in it, but it never seemed to fill up. They also never heard anything hit the bottom. No echoes. No echoes. At one point, I just liked the the vision because he's like, sometimes I would scream directly into it and it was just totally silent. And I'm like, it's just a dude yelling at a hole in the ground. That's some <laughs> surrealism that I don't think I could handle. Ah. I'd be like, I'd be like, is this an airport early in the morning? What uh, the fuck's happening? Is this a grocery store late at night? Yeah. Let's see. Bullet point two. Animals were scared of the hole and would get agitated if forced to go near it. People said birds would avoid flying over it and no woodland creatures ever went near it. By the way, there is a content warning on this episode because there is animal death. So if that bothers you, be warned. Because I was bothered. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's pretty gnarly. Just to let everybody know Mm -hmm. up front, I will... I will also say it before we say it, too. I'll be like, we're about to talk about it. So hit that skip button. <laughs> hit that skip button. Okay. Anyways, bullet hole number three. Bullet hole. I mean, <laughs> hole number three. Uh, bullet point number three. Hole, bullet point, bullet hole. Same thing. Content warning. Oh, this is the one no. you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this and then there's other. Okay. I mean, the sheep. That fucked me up. Okay, so Mel said a hunter told him he threw the body of his dead dog in the pit, only to see it alive and well, same collar and markings, etc., in the woods with another person soon after. The hunter said that the dog didn't come to him or seem to recognize him, though. Yeah, that one I heard two main differences is in one of them, they mentioned that the dog is with, like, another hunter in the woods, which just Mm -hmm. makes me think, like, oh, it's a dog from, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a similar litter I don't imagine there's, like, a ton of pet stores just out in the middle of nowhere, but... Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, in another story, it wasn't his dog, it was his neighbor's dog. So I'm like, I don't know what... If y'all are... Keep your story straight. That's Mm -hmm. all I got to say. Well, yeah, I think that was this... uh, Mel said the hunter is, like, his neighbor guy. And Mm -hmm. it was his hunting dog had passed away, and so... Okay. You know, what else do you do with your dead dog? Bury it? I don't know. I don't know. Some pet cemetery shit. That's how you end up with evil cats and dogs. Yep. Um, this one freaked me out. Bullet, not bullet. Um, <laughs> bullet point number four. When you bring a radio near the hole, it would play programs and music from decades before. Maybe it's just like a golden oldie station, you know? I don't know if someone's like, that was uh, Billy blah da da on the tuba. Then I'd be like, we're dead. Everything's, something's happening. Oh, no, I'm in a pocket dimension. I'm in a pocket dimension. This is the end. <laughs> bullet point number five and the final bullet point. Mel claimed the hole was at least 80,000 feet deep, if not bottomless. He used weighted fishing line to measure it himself. That's over 150 fucking miles. Shit. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I was just like, damn. Because <laughs> when I kept reading that it was the feet number, I guess I just, it didn't really, like, register to me. I was like, okay, I mean, that's deep, 80,000. Yep. And then I typed in, I was like, how many miles is that? And I was like, that's too many miles. Yeah. Well, Sounds fake. Well, I also read a thing that talked about, like, if he bought the fishing line, like, the amount he would have needed to do something like that would have been, like, hundreds of pounds of fishing line. Which, I mean, I guess he could just, like, wheel it out or something like that, but... Just, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Seems fake to me. <laughs> well, you know. Tell me about Gerald. Oh, Gerald? Gerald Osborne? Mm-hmm. Um, you know him. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of just a little bit of, like, flavor text. He doesn't really have... I was about to say a dog in this fight, but that's a terrible 
phrase. What's another phrase? He doesn't have any skin in this game. Is that also bad? I feel like it might be. He he doesn't really have anything to lose. He kind of seems like he just tacked on his own experience to Mel Waters' stories. Um, he calls himself Red Elk, despite having no Native American heritage to speak of. Uh, he also called into Coast to Coast AM to discuss Mel's Hole uh, in like December 2008. So it was... The initial call was in 1997, so this is over 10 years later, so people are still talking about it, because, as we'll see, Mel keeps calling in to, like, update on his his whole adventures, his whole ventures. But Red Elk uh, is an interesting guy. He, he carries a piece of what he believes to be an alien spacecraft on a necklace uh, around his neck, and he lectures about the impending apocalypse and reptoids, which is reptilian like alien monster people who uh, he believes live beneath the surface of the earth he thinks that the hole is between 24 and 28 miles deep which is much it's not as deep as the 150 miles but that's still it's a lot (laughs) Um, but he's never really explained how he figured that out he just has stated it Um, just spitballing you know 24 to 28 Somewhere in that range. Seems right. <laughs> never been down the hole, never done anything to prove or disprove, but... Yeah, I you know. I think he's just kind of tacking it on. Because he's also said that he, he knows about Mel's Hole because he visited uh, with his dad in 1961 when he was a little boy. But then he's also said things like he goes there quite often. But in 2002... There was a Seattle Times article documenting an expedition of enthusiasts to find Mel's Hole. Because again, like I said, I mean, I don't know if it was popular and that's why it got discussed on Coast to Coast or if Coast to Coast is what made it so widely known. But some people are really into this hole. But Red Elk himself was there to lead the party, but he just couldn't seem to find it. That. I mean, that seems fishy to me, personally. <laughs> also, every time you said coast to coast, all I could think of was space coast, coast, coast to coast, like, interviewing these people. Well, I wonder if that's where they got it from. It might be, because honestly, this shit is bananas. <laughs> space coast, coast to coast. If only they'd had Mel Waters on. I don't think they could have reined him in. <laughs> I think it would have it would have been a mess. It would have been one of those episodes where literally we only see, like, four real clips of him talking, and it's mostly them. Do you know what I mean? He's he's hard to tie down because he's got he's got a lot of stuff going on. Part of it was I don't know his story just kept getting wilder and wilder. And part of what was so weird about it is that he said that you know he he found this hole, he figured out all this weird stuff about it, and then someone from kind of like an unspecified government entity. You know how that goes. Showed up on his land in like yellow hazard suits and were like, we need this hole. I need it real bad. (laughs) And basically like- Is this the beginning to a porn? Oh no. I mean, it could be. (laughs) I don't want to look that up. You know, I just realized I just typed in like Mel's hole with no fear. It's popular enough that nothing weird came up. It was all just just the regular hole I was actually looking for. But uh, so these dudes show up. And they're like, we need this hole. We will pay you. And I found different versions of this, which I feel like kind of lends to the fact that it's a little little wild. Either $25,000 a month or $25,000 a year. 
either way, it's a pretty hefty stipend. Um, and he had been living in Washington with his wife, and I guess they had been kind of on the outs, and so he was like, I want to start my life over. And they were like, good, take this money, and you have to leave the country immediately. And he was like, oh, okay. And so he moved to Australia. I don't remember if they said it had to be Australia or if he just picked Australia. And he apparently, like, started, like, a, a wombat, a rescue center for wombats or something like that. And kind of just, like, lived his life, spending his money. But eventually he became homesick. And I guess in 2000, I think it was 2000, he decided he wanted to come back to the States. And as soon as he did, his money, like, evaporated. Like, all of his accounts and stuff got frozen. And so that freaked him out because he was like, that means that they're they're following me. Yeah, they're watching you, buddy. Yeah, say, they know. And he said that when he talked to his neighbors later on, that they said that there was, like, black vans and people on his property while he was gone. Weird. Anyway, so he comes back. It's just... I keep saying that it's wild because it's just weird. So he, he apparently he gets back. He's like on the bus to go back up to Washington and he sees a fight between two passengers. And so the police pull him aside to like make a statement. And then he says that he lost like two weeks of time and just sort of reappeared, feeling weird, not knowing what had happened, went back up to his property which i was like if he they sold it like can he just go back there and live there or what i this is where i wish that we could i could listen to the radio like broadcast for it and i can't find it but the second part was all done you know he, he came back and he basically kind of discovered that he like didn't have a leg to stand on and so being at the end of his proverbial rope so to speak he contacted art bell in April of 20... 20,000? 2000? <laughs> oh, God. I'm so hungry. In 2000. And that's where he kind of talked about what he had done since he had left and gone to Australia. And he also said that his neighbors told him that there used to be huge, like, Stonehenge-like monoliths that were kind of haloing the hole. I didn't understand why that came up after he came back. Because it's not like they would have been there while he was gone. If they had been there before, I feel like they would have mentioned it when they were like, hey, it brings animals back to life. His neighbors. <laughs> yeah, his neighbors. What? They're, I want to talk to them. But they don't want to talk to anybody. That's kind of the other frustrating part is like, this is all from, from Mel's point of view. There's not really a lot of other people that corroborate his stories. And he's always like, well, yeah, because the government basically erased my existence and like all records of me being here and it's not on google earth i want to say it's called like terra something terra serve or something and it's a similar kind of google earth service and they say that like if you go try to look at where the hole is supposed to be that it's like blocked out with like white you know like static or something and i'm just like but what about on google earth though because if you type in Mel's hole into, you know, Google directions or whatever, like, it'll show where it's supposed to be, I guess, which kind of flies in the face of the whole thing where they're like, no one knows where it is. Yeah. I mean, let's see. How long would it take us to get to Mel's hole in Washington? Mel's hole. 
Where is it in? Ellensburg, Washington, around Manistache Ridge. 1,785. It would take us approximately... Oh man, one day and nine hours, that's pretty far. I don't think I could make it there right now. Mm. I just like that when you type it into Google, it just shows up. And now the government knows I'm looking for it. Come get me. <laughs> so those who perpetuate the myth can't or won't reveal the exact location of the supposedly oh. supernatural hole. But um, Jack Powell, who's a well-respected state geologist, pointed to a less menacing real hole near Ellensburg that was likely the inspiration. Powell's worked as an exploratory geologist for petroleum companies, taught geology at CWU for 11 years, and has worked with the DNR for more than 20 years, and he thought he knew where the hole was. Uh, he apparently grew up in the Kittyus, right? Kittitas? Kittitas. Kittitas Valley. And as a kid, played around an old gold mine shaft that went down at an angle into a field northwest of Ellensburg. Um, at most, the shaft on the valley floor was like 90 feet deep or more, is what he estimated. But it may have been as deep as 300 feet when it was an active mine. Um, and so I guess he, Powell, heard on the radio show that Mel's Hole was said to be on uh, Manistash Ridge and more than 80,000 feet deep, he was like, <laughs> that's not true. Um, <laughs> He's like, oh, dang, I know science, and I know this is fake. <laughs> oh, that's fake. He knew that the deepest mine shaft in the world was 12,672 feet deep, and that the deepest known cavern was 7,188 feet, uh, and that the R Russians drilled the deepest borehole that went down 40,230 feet in 1989. So... The idea of something being double what he knows to be the deepest borehole <laughs> is, like, fucking stupid, essentially. Well, yeah, I mean, have you ever seen, like, the the borehole, like, the drill that they were using to try and, like, get down into the ground? Like, I can't remember if it's, if it was in Siberia or something like that, where, like, the ground is very tough, so maybe that made it harder. But still, that's, what, 75, 75 miles? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he was like, geologically and physically, it's not possible for a hole to be that deep because it would collapse into itself under the tremendous pressure and heat from the surrounding strata. So, not possible. Yeah. Myth busted. They were like, it would melt the fishing line. There's just, there's so many reasons why it wouldn't work, but. Yeah. It's a good story, friend. Mm-hmm. All right. All of, like, the really weird shit happened at this second hole in Nevada. Right. I guess he got back and maybe he was like, oh, well, I can't hang out here because the government knows I'm here. And again, this is, he's doing an update in 2011. So he just kind of keeps popping in every couple of years to let everybody know how it's doing. But he's like, great news. I found a new hole, a new love down in Nevada. Um, it was on like the property of like a Basque community. It's always weird when I see stuff about Basque people because my husband is like a, a quarter Basque and I remember like I, I've heard about it but I never knew anything about that population before we started dating and I know that there's a like a, a Basque community in Idaho but I didn't know that there was one in Nevada. Well I guess it makes sense because that's where his family was originally from but it's in northern Nevada so not like down in Las Vegas or anything but kind of like up in the, the northern part of it. There was rumors about a hole that had similar properties there. And he was like, all right, let's go hang out at this hole. I don't know. They just started doing all sorts of like weird experiments 
I don't know, like, why they picked the ones they did. One of them was they were like, okay, we're going to lower a bunch of ice down into this hole. I can't remember how deep they said. I think it was like 1,500 feet or something. It was it was really far down, but not, not 150 miles. But they said <laughs> when they brought the ice back up that it was warm, but not melted. And that it had like a, like almost like a silica gel consistency. And that they put it in a stove and burned it and that it burned for like three months. What the fuck? But it's, it's ice. <laughs> so one, I don't know why they were like, let's put ice in. I guess to see if it melted, to see like if they were getting close to like the end of like the upper crust of the earth or whatever. But so they do that. I guess like the little shack and everything where they had their wood stove and, and I, I assume it's kind of where they were camping out. They said that the wood stove eventually like collapsed into the earth. Like, the fuck? yeah. And they were like, oh, it just collapsed down and a bunch of weird people showed up and, and covered like the whole that it had gone into with water and that they like tried to lift it up with chains but when like the chains would touch the stove they would change into a different kind of metal and i'm just like what is what is everyone in this like little camp of theirs smoking what are they doing i don't know but i don't like it it's weird uh so this the next one I don't know why you would want to do it, because I know that you love animals, but since I've been ranting for a little bit, if you want to talk about the weird sheep experiment they did. Yeah, okay. So, the hole is believed to be haunted by a nameless, unexplainable creature, and this is the part that has the content warning. You're going to want to skip ahead if animal death bothers you. So, one of the creepiest stories details the fate of a sheep that Mel Waters claims to have lowered into the pit as one of the many experiments he conducted. Yeah, and this one, I also felt really bad because the community is with uh, sheep herding is important, like, in the bass community. So they literally just grabbed a sheep from, like, their herd. You're supposed to be watching these sheeps, and now you're gonna, you're gonna do them dirty like this? this? This story bothered me really bad. So the sheep, like Mel's dogs and other animals... Were ap- it was absolutely terrified of the pit, and um, he had to tranquilize it in order to get it close enough to the mouth of the hole, which I'm just like, you know, I'm all for experiments, but if you're going to have to, like, trank something that's alive and put it in a hole that you don't know what'll happen, like, just don't. <laughs> Maybe don't. Whatever. Apparently, that's just too bizarre. Um, <clears throat> so... Curious, after hearing about the strange fate of a bucket of ice that apparently became warm and flammable after being lowered into a similar hole, Mel decided to do the same thing with the sheep. Um, but what happened was even weirder. So he hoists the sheep back up out of the hole, and it's dead, which is upsetting enough. And it appeared to be cooked from the inside. What was even stranger than that was something appeared to be moving inside of it, and when they cut it open... Mel saw something that he described as resembling a fetal seal with human eyes staring back at him. Mm-hmm. He immediately threw the creature back into the hole mm-hmm. because what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And when he told the story to curious neighbors, some said that they too had seen a similar creature around the hole before. Why would you not fucking mention that? Like, by the way, I saw a fucking demon near the hole just fyi the thing is because you know since it was on their land he was like i really wanted to like you know um 
you know, integrate and, and become friendly with the, the Basque community was there just because, you know, I'm kind of coming in being like, hey, I heard you have a weird hole. I want to look at it kind of By thing. the way, I'm going to steal and murder one of your sheep. Yeah. Just well, so I mean, you know. they o- they offered up the sheep. Oh, that's fucked well, up too. When you were talking about her, like, man, well, you know, it's kind of weird. And why, if you have to trank it, apparently, like, one of the shepherds who they said was having, like, a depressive episode offered to be lowered into the pit as an experiment. And they were like, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No. And he was like, no, I don't want to live anyway. So just throw me in the pit. And they're like, we're going to no. get you some help. But also, no, we're not putting you in the pit. But well, I uh, guess at least they spared him. But I still feel bad for the no, sheep. No, I mean, the sheep's just like, I'm just here to get watched. This is the opposite of what y'all should be doing with me the sheep rude yeah but rude and it's i don't know but that that one the the fetal seal tumor demon or whatever mm-hmm. like they they throw it all in and then like you said people are like oh yeah we see like a weird spirit that kind of looks like that which gave me like weird berserk vibes like just not Mm-mm. not great and then they said that after that and possibly before it, some of the stuff kind of gets a little shaky on the timeline, but they said that, like, black beams would shoot out of the hole, like, in intermittent bursts. And they said that after that, they started seeing all these weird alien birds around the hole, and he was like, I wonder if what we did kind of constituted, like, an animal sacrifice, and we've opened this portal to somewhere else. And now there's all these weird animals showing up that we've never seen before. So I think he tried to, to shoot one so he could do an autopsy or something on it, but that the bullets would just fall away from it. And one time he managed to like nick it and it just kind of fell to the ground and then hopped back up and then flew away. Which again, like this all just sounds so wacky. <laughs> so here's here's my issue with believing it. Like normally I'd be like, this sounds fucking bananas and I want to believe it. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so do you remember a few months ago when I thought I saw you across the street, even though you were talking to me at the same time? Yeah, and you're, like, all the blood drained out of your face and you got very scared? Yeah, okay, (laughs) that that wasn't even something real, but my brain was like, what the fuck? Taylor is right here, but she's across the street. And my brain could not handle it. So just the idea of like black beams coming out of the ground and people being like, just another Tuesday and not like freaking out or being more upset by it or like bewildered just does not make any sense to me. And the fact that they're just like nonchalantly kind of talking about it. I mean, after everything he's seen, Mel Waters is just on another level, you know? <sighs> or he's fucking... <laughs> hallucinating well i mean they well mel waters himself again i've you know when i said before that people explain you know not being able to like find him or like prove Mm -hmm. he's even real they're like well you know the government got rid of his stuff but like there's no proof of anyone being like registered in that county you know no one under that name paying taxes even if they wiped out all this stuff on him i mean he was married so I feel like there should be some record of his existing. And all I could really find was I went to the Coast to Coast website to see when his actual interviews were, just to see how many times he was on there. And he apparently came on and he did like an update as early as March of this year. But I can't listen to the audio because I guess I'm not subscribed or whatever. But 
I'm really curious about what his update from this year was. I just want to hear him talk about it because I feel like it would either instantaneously make (laughs) me go crazy too, or it would convince me that he's crazy. Like, either I'll believe him and have caught the crazy, or I'll be like, oh, this guy definitely probably needs – like someone to bring him back down to earth. I know. Maybe it's like on YouTube or something and I just couldn't find it because I really wanted to try and listen to it and, and see. One, like I'm curious kind of what he sounds like. His He's listed, you know, as like an interviewee on their website. He has like a little biography and it has an email and stuff for him. But mm-hmm. just the whole thing kind of, it's so fantastical and weird and no one has ever seen these holes before, and it's just a lot. So it's a really weird kind of, you know, interesting story. I was excited to, like, read it and see how weird it was, but I I don't think it's real. I mean, unless the government really did just, like, wipe out all traces of this guy existing, but he's still calling into coast to coast. It's just... It's a lot. Man, I want to know what he what his, his update was this year. I'm surprised Coast to Coast is still... I want to listen to it now. Uh, Art Bell died earlier this year, so I don't know what? if someone is going to take it over. I've never listened to it before, so who knows? I don't know if he's a, a nice guy or, or not, but just the idea of like people calling in like specifically to talk about their weird conspiracy stuff, I'm I'm in. If it's any indication, I was telling Becca like while I was waiting for her to get online, I was listening to one of those like top 10 creepiest recordings and I thought it was really strange because before like the last few days I'd never heard of Art Bell and then one of the calls on the list was someone who claimed that they had worked at Area 51 calling into his show so I've heard Art Bell haven't heard Mel Waters but it was a pretty convincing sounding call and again it's one of those things where they're doing it over the phone, so I feel like it's probably easier to to act and to, to do, like, storytelling type thing. Sort of like what I imagine this is. I can't remember. What was the name? What do we call it? Kind of like the, the internet stories and journals and stuff, like where it's a story told through multiple entries. That's kind of what this makes me think of. Oh, uh, I can't remember either, but I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like it's probably something... Like that. And if I look it up and I can find out what his update from this year was, I'll let y'all know. But as of right now, the biggest update was the, the sad sheep part. Cause that one, that was just weird. It went from a whole nother level of being like, sometimes I hear creepy radio stations around it to a weird fetal seal demon with human eyes. <laughs> I found the 1997 interview oh. on YouTube. Oh boy. Okay. We'll have to listen to that. Mel's Hole, first three calls, 1997-2000. Mel's Hole, part two of five. So... They're scattered on Apparently, they're on Steven's world. Thanks, Steven. Is there a photo? Mm, I mean, there's like a photo, but it's not like... It looks like he's found some pictures and... Oh, yeah, there are pictures of like... Like Google Earth and stuff and of, I guess, Mel Waters, I'm assuming... The myth, the man, the legend. Whenever I typed it in, I would always just, it would take me back to like the the listing for the actual episode and it would be like, what's your login? I'm like, I don't have a login. 
Yeah, it wants you to pay like $7 a month to get access to it. And <sighs> sorry, sorry, I don't want to pay $7 to listen to uh, Mel Waters lie to me. That's Mel's holes. The holes of Mel. My holes of Mel. Mel's hole. But to find not one, but three holes in your life that you think are haunted seems... Like a coincidence. I mean, not coincidence, but... It's just the two, isn't it? I thought it was three. There's the the Washington one and the um, and the Nevada one. Oh, I thought... Okay, no, yeah, okay, so two. There's a place called the Devil's Hole in Nevada, which is confusing since Mel's Holes are also called the Devil's Holes. But that one's, like, down in Death Valley and apparently was visited by Charles Manson. Great. <laughs> you know super what are you into this week that's cool and scary cool and scary um let's see what have i been into that's been cool and scary ryan and i've been re-watching brotherhood which is kind of a creepy scary show um full metal alchemist brotherhood parts of it definitely uh are upsetting and scary i had forgotten so much stuff like my memory is not very good but um Rewatching it, it's been a lot of emotions. I had forgotten about some of the like early things that are really upsetting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Shit fucked me up <laughs> again. All over. It's really good though. If you don't mind getting fucked up a little bit, Brotherhood is a plus. Very good. Very good. A plus anime. I. You don't need. It's basically a retelling of the. The original series, but it's more, like, concise. The animation is more consistent. It doesn't have a lot of filler. It's just very good. Well, and it's it follows, I think, the, the manga more closely. Because yeah, the original one, yeah. they did before it was done. So mm-hmm. they kind of wrapped it up and made up some stuff at the end. And didn't make any sense. Yeah, and there was a lot more filler. Because they're like, well, we got to wait for more volumes to come out. Which is the worst way to do an anime, honestly. But it's how they do it regularly. Don't bother with the first one. Only watch Brotherhood because it's so good. So good. So good. What have you been watching or listening to? Or I was going to do an update and say that I I saw Hereditary and it's one of the first scary movies I've seen in a long time where I have like bad intrusive thoughts afterwards where like if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Oh, no, I'm thinking about it. Why can't I stop mm. thinking about it? So... It's it's kind of like it's weird, but it's good. So I would say if if you're if you're cool with that, with some stuff maybe not totally making sense on the first watch, I would give it a shot. Um, and other than that, I was gonna say I need to look up. I always forget what it's called, even though I liked it. But I read Becky Cloonan did like an anthology of kind of like scary fantasy mini stories kind of things i still need to hang up her uh poster her witch poster that i got Mm. in that cool mystery tube thing she did before christmas mystery tube it was such a good deal it was like 25 bucks for she was like there's like two pieces of art a pen uh stickers a tote just it was like kind of like random stuff and i ended up getting the witch poster a tote that says deal with it 
it's got a skull on it, and then I got a really cool skull pen, and I think something else that I don't remember, and a sticker. And the witch poster is, like, huge. It's bigger than 18 by 24, I think. It's called By Chance or Providence. It's got three stories in it. And if you like that kind of thing, one, the stories themselves are are interesting and good. Like, they're short, but the art's really pretty. Like, it's kind of fantasy, gritty, ghost story-esque kind of things. I would say, like, the bottom third of it, it's just, like, sketches and drawings and stuff from, like, her creative process. So, at first I was kind of like, oh, the comics are done. Like, this is all just, like, process work, but it's all just as good. Like, maybe there's not the story with it, but it's just a lot of cool drawings with, like, skeletons and boobs and swords and just all those things that, you know, you go to Becky Cloonan for. Titties, swords, (laughs) skulls, Conan. Her Conan is so good. Mm -hmm. He's so handsome. I love him. Yeah, there's lots of dudes with beards, so if you're into that. Oh, yeah. But it's called By Chance or Providence by Becky Cloonan. So I would say look that up. It's a nice little anthology of comic stories. Good, good stuff. And that's all I got. I can hear my my family downstairs talking. I don't know if it means my mom is home or what. Mm -hmm. I'm in Houston. I'm recording from my mommy's office. I'm surrounded by paperwork. I feel so strong. My strong businesswoman side is coming out. I want to file taxes and take sales calls. I don't know what that feels like. I mean, I've had to do it, but I don't I don't ever enjoy it. I've been possessed, apparently. <laughs> it's also a beautiful uh painted portrait of my mom's French uh bulldog named Puddin. She's beautiful. It's true. Maybe I'll take a picture of that for the show notes. <laughs> Here you go. Here's Puddin. Here's Puddin. I wanted to throw her in the pit earlier today because she wouldn't come inside and the mosquitoes were all swarming on me because I'm in Houston, it's rainy and it's humid and it's gross. I do like Houston, but goddamn, is it sweaty? (laughs) I don't really want to throw pudding in the pit. I know what happens when you go in the pit. I was just frustrated. I spoke out of turn. (laughs) (laughs) He fell in the pit. I fell in the pit. Do you have any closing thoughts, or can I tell these these fine listeners where to find us on the internet? Don't put living things into a hole that you don't think has a bottom. It's not nice. That's my only thoughts on this. I I will double down on that. That's very true. It's not cool, man. Mm-mm. You can find us on Twitter at Ghost Emoji Show. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play. We're probably other places too. We always appreciate uh, reviews and likes and all that good stuff. If you have any questions or stories or anything like that that you want us to, to see, you can email us at ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. And that's it, right? Yep. Yeah, no Facebook, no Insta, so you don't have to worry about following us there. Yeah, no, if I didn't have to have a Facebook attached to my Spotify account, I would not have one. <laughs> Throw it in the pit. <laughs> I would throw Facebook into the pit. Bye. About ready to throw my dog into the pit. She's being loud and annoying. No, 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 Coco. I would not actually throw Coco into the pit. Coco would never go near the pit, but she's really great in my butt. No. Well, I think we made it clear we won't actually throw anyone in the pit. Not nice. (laughs) So I guess until next time, always remember to say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.